Hello, my name is Brent Heiser. And recently, I have co-hosted this podcast with Bill Wegner. This will be the final podcast of Returning to the Heart of Jesus. It is with great sadness I share with you that two weeks ago, unexpectedly, Bill went home to be with the Lord. The Bill I came to know through our shared ministry and friendship was a generous, loving, funny, sarcastic, witty, faith-filled, bigger-than-life personality who loved his God, his family, and his friends deeply. He was truly a unique, original, one-of-a-kind masterpiece of God, and he will be profoundly missed. Please keep the Wegner family in your prayers as they move through this time of loss. Thank you. God bless you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Returning to the Heart of Jesus. I'm your host, Bill Wegner, along with my co-host, Brent Heiser, and we're very blessed and honored to be with you today. And uh, we're going to begin as we begin all good things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and you shall renew the face of the earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome, Brent. Welcome. Thank you, Bill. And, it's uh, good to be here. Yes. Yep. It's good to have you here. That's for sure. Um, and I thought we would uh, talk a little bit about today. We're in, we're in Lent, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, not just the uh, prayer and, uh, and fasting and almsgiving, but we're going to talk about one of the real... Um, tenets of Lent, which is God's mercy. And what, what does that mean? And how does that translate into mercy for us? And uh, I, I thought, Brent, that we would start maybe with one of my favorite stories from scripture, and it's the gospel uh, coming up soon, is the story of the transfiguration. Mm -hmm. I don't That's know, a good I story. That story, because I think that I can identify, at least with Peter, if not... Uh, if not Jesus and Moses and Elijah, that's for sure. Well, here's the deal. Uh, Jesus takes uh, Peter, James, and John, takes them up to, to uh, a hill, a mountain, and is transfigured. He shows all his glory. And uh, it's so bright and so uh, awesome that these three guys are, are knocked to the ground. And when they mm -hmm. look up a little bit, they see there's two other uh, men with Jesus, Moses and Elijah. And they're the three of them, the three, uh, uh, Jesus and, and Moses and Elijah are, are speaking to one another. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're talking about um, uh, what's going to happen in Jerusalem, that kind of stuff. And uh, the, these guys are like blown away. And, and as, as of course we would be. And, uh, after the whole thing is over, the other thing happened, the cloud comes down and, and, and God, the father speaks to these three guys and says, listen, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Listen, listen to him, which I think translates into look at his words and then do them. Right. And I, I love, I love uh, Peter's response to that. He, uh, 
he says to Jesus after Moses and Elijah are gone, or, or he says, this is, this is good stuff. This is really good stuff. And he says, key words, let's stay here. Mm-hmm. Let's stay up on the mountain because uh, I'll build, I'll, we'll build three tents, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. We'll, we'll have a good day. It'll be nice. You know, we'll, maybe we'll have some food. It'll, it'll be really good. Let's stay here. And, and Jesus basically says, no, Peter, we have to go down the mountain because we have stuff to do. There's things going on and we have stuff to do. And the reason I like that uh, response from Jesus and to Peter is because one of the reasons that Peter wanted to stay was because he knew that down the hill, people were down there who wanted to kill them, you know, and get rid of them and stop what was going on in Jesus's ministry. And Jesus is like, no, no, uh, we got to go. So, why do you think, why do you think Jesus took Peter, James, and John up on the hill at that particular time and, and was transfigured into his glory? Would you ever think about that? Why, why would you do that? Where did yeah, you that know, I think from? the transfiguration is, you know, a lot of people have called that, a, you know, the vision on the mountain. And I think that he was trying to give them a vision, uh, you know, of who he is. But also, uh, Bill, as you have mentioned, give them encouragement on their journey. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that was a and maybe we don't always look at it this way, but this this was a, a sign of Jesus's mercy. Well, as I said, I think that this was the uh, this was a, an example. And there's many, but this was an example of Jesus's mercy, uh, knowing full well what was coming. Mm-hmm. That to to Peter, James, and John, you know, and uh, it always kind of makes me smile when he's coming down the hill and he's saying to to these three guys, and don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell. Them. I mean, they just had a vision of Jesus and, right. and 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 Moses and Elijah in all their glory, and they're like, "What? We can't tell anybody." <laughs> like, yeah. They How certainly about the wouldn't other guys? Can we tell them? Yeah, they certainly wouldn't understand if they told anybody. Nah, not at all. Not at all. And uh, so let's let's kind of focus a little bit on uh, mercy. And what what this what is that? I mean, what, what's the definition of mercy? You know, I ran across a, a definition of mercy. Now that you ask, um, but <laughs> it, it goes like this: it, it says, "Mercy is forgiveness and compassion in action." And mercy is a love that responds to a human need in an unexpected or unmerited way. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- thought those are two pretty good definitions of mercy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, t- I totally agree. I think it's, yeah. um, I think that uh, mercy is uh, forgiveness and compassion, like you said. Uh, and in a lot of cases, it's, it's extended to people who don't deserve it. Absolutely. So yeah. they don't deserve it. They don't merit it. They haven't earned it. Right. But we give it anyway, and God gives it to us. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, so one of the things, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this when we're talking about God's mercy, first off, is one of the things that I've always said in the missions, and I'm sure you, uh, you may remember this, uh, is that I always say that Jesus is the final revelation of God the Father. He has come to give us an image 
of, of the Father, um, a complete image. Jesus said to the, uh, his disciples and anyone who was listening back then, when they said, show us the Father, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Mm -hmm. And one of the revelations that he uh, gave to all of those folks back then and to us today is this, um, that God is not fair. Mm -hmm. God is not fair. And uh, when I say that <clears throat> at a parish mission, you, you, just, you see the faces of the people in the crowd. And I'll say to them. Uh, yeah, and they go, they go, what do you mean by that? God's yeah, not fair. What do you mean by that? Don't say that about God. God's very fair. And, uh, and I say to them, uh, I'm going to say something even, even more uh, uh, contrary to what we know, is that not only isn't God fair, but we don't want him to be fair. Mm -hmm. We don't want God to treat us with fairness. And, you know, and I'll say to somebody, you know, hey, John, uh, do you do you want God to treat you fairly? And most of the time they said, yeah, sure. Yeah, I do. I want God to. And, and I say we like, you know. We like to treat uh, we, we, we like to think that God treats us fairly because, you know, we love fair things. We want things to be fair. You know, right. we're Americans and we say things like that's not fair, you know, right. and, that, and that kind of stuff. And, and uh, I'll say that but Jesus came to give us a new revelation of that. He came to tell us that God does not treat us fairly. If, if, uh, if we committed a big sin, I don't think any of us uh, who were in their right mind uh, would go into church and, and say to God, you know what I've done, Lord. I've committed this horrendous sin and I'm throwing myself on your fairness mm -hmm. because I think if that was the case, none of us would be here now. We'd be, we'd be vaporized. Right. But, oh, okay. You want fairness? Here you go. Yeah. And what happened to Brent? Oh, he's just gone. He was just right here. Yeah. And, and uh, I say, and I'll, and I'll say that, that and, and even in mo more modern times that Jesus revealed that. Uh, to Sister Faustina. That's why we don't pray the Divine Fairness Chaplet, mm -hmm. or we don't have Divine Fairness Sunday, because Jesus came to tell us that God is merciful. He's loving, he's kind, he's patient, and he cares about us and loves us. And that doesn't mean, oh, well, now we can do whatever we want, because God's, God's merciful. You know, there's, there's still... Uh, in a lot of cases, a, a price to pay for that, to pay for that. But uh, uh, I certainly, <laughs> I you know, when I think about this, sometimes I think about uh, kids. If there's kids at the a parish mission, I'll, I'll say to them, do you ever say to your parents, that's not fair? Mm -hmm. That's not fair. You know, all my friends are doing it. That's not fair. And I'll say, I'm going to tell you a secret. Your parents said that to their parents. And I, I'll say to them. Because <laughs> the kids, that's an important concept that they, they need to know. And I'll, I'll say to them, uh, when I was a kid, here's what I would say to my parents. I would say, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. I might say that two or three times a day. That's not fair. And they're just looking at me like, 
And I said, oh, oh, yeah, well, I didn't say that out loud because I didn't want to die. But, mm-hmm. but I did say that in my brain. That's not fair. Uh, and I don't know about your parents, but my parents, when, when uh, you would say that's not fair, uh, you're, all your friends are doing it, all my friends are doing it, they'd say something tremendously intelligent, like, if all your friends were jumping off a bridge, Exactly. Or a mountain. Off a bridge? Here's the answer. Yes, I would, but I wouldn't tell you. That's for sure. That's for sure. And you know, Jesus, one of the you know, one of the lines I really appreciate the most, uh, you know, when Jesus talks about mercy is he, you know, he says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mm-hmm. For I've come to call the righteous, but not the sinners. And right. I think for us, Jesus shows us what it means to be merciful. Because he healed the sick, he welcomed the stranger, and he pardoned those who persecuted and killed him. Uh, yeah. So that, you know, that's the that's the, the example of mercy that you're talking about, Bill. Sure. You know, the final revelation of what mercy is. Jesus right. showed us that. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, that's integral to our Lenten journey. Mm. That, that's, yeah. I mean, we don't say that. We say uh, pray, fast, and almsgiving, but... Almsgiving, I think, is is uh, can in, certainly include mercy in that. That's mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, and like you said, uh, the final, the the ultimate um, show of mercy by Jesus to us and to uh, the the people in His life as He was walking the earth was uh, on the cross mm-hmm. when He was basically looking out. At the Roman soldiers and the and the uh, the hierarchy uh, uh, of the Jewish faith and leaders in the temple who just lied and cheated and tortured him and and everything like that, uh, and he turns and says to them, to them, Father, forgive them. They they have no idea what they're doing, right? Which kind of implies I don't I don't know maybe I'm way off base here. It kind of implies that if they did know what they were doing, they wouldn't have done what they did. Mm-hmm. So all of this is nice. And people say to me when, I, when I'm talking about uh, mercy and love and forgiveness, they always use this line. Well, I think it's a little easier for, for God to do uh, and, and, and for Jesus to do because they're God. Mm-hmm. They're God. And it's almost impossible for me to do. That's what they say. It's, it's very difficult. Um, what, what do you think you would say to somebody who, who said something like that? How, how would we answer them? My, I think my answer would be, you know, the only way we can do this is by God's grace. Right. The only way we can do it. And then it's, you know, and that, that's a result of our, our relationship with God, our prayer life, and, you know, understanding that it's all grace, you know, and it takes God's grace to be able to do that, to be able to love your enemies, to be able to forgive those who hurt you, to be able to have compassion on those who mistreat you. That's, you know, that's what, that's our call. And we only are able to do that through God's grace. And that's staying connected, you know, um, to that ocean of mercy that God gives us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And uh, I, I, I'll never forget, I was, I was talking about this. Many years ago, I was doing a 
a one-day retreat out in uh, Trenton, New Jersey, at a parish. And we were talking about uh, mercy and forgiveness and the Sermon on the Mount and loving your enemies. And this one older woman <laughs> says to me, it says to the crowd, to the crowd there, she says, you know what I want to do? I would like to go down to the prison with a machine gun and shoot every inmate in that prison. Nice. Well, you have a long journey ahead of you, young lady. That's what I said to her. And, and you know what? That's, that's what she was about. That's what she had learned. And, you know, you and I have spoken about this. I've spoken about our dads, uh, you know, God rest their souls. And, and, and my dad, my dad told me when I was a young kid growing up in Newark, New Jersey, that if you think somebody's going to hit you or hurt you, in some way, shape, or form, that you hurt them first. Mm. That you punch them in the face as, as fast as you possibly can. And you know what? I taught my son that. Mm -hmm. I taught my son that because that certainly made sense to me. That certainly made sense. And I'm sure your dad taught you stuff like that, too. Exactly the same thing. That's right. That's right. And... Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a revelation to think, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Maybe I'm not supposed to do that right away. You know, maybe I'm not supposed to be the one that, that hits somebody first. But I spent my whole youth making sure that I did, I did hit that person first, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, so I, I think what you said is very, very, very true, that in order for us to live a life where we can extend forgiveness and mercy, uh, especially to somebody who number one, doesn't deserve it. And number two, who really hurt us. And, and uh, number three, let's be real, who we don't even like, mm -hmm. you know? Um, in order to do that, it's, it's all about, it's all about God's grace. It's, it's, all, it's about all about that. Because unless we have the Holy Spirit pouring grace out upon us, left to our own devices, boy, it would even be worse than it is. And, and I know very, very faithful Christians, very, very faithful Catholic. I have a friend of mine, his name is Mike. He's in Minnesota. I met him at a mission a few years ago and he just texted me uh, two days ago. And he said, what do you think about what's going on in the Ukraine? And what do you think about what's going on with Putin and so on and so forth. And, uh, and I said, oh yeah, it's a terrible situation and this and we need to pray and we need to do that. And you know what he said to me? He said, I think in Revelations, it says somewhere that uh, we're supposed to destroy the destroyers. And sometimes, Bill, I got to tell you, and he's a, he's a great man and a great family man and a really great Catholic. He says, Some, sometimes I just, I just pray that that Putin is destroyed. He's just destroyed. And he said, and what do you think about that? And I said, well, you know what, Mike? I, I try not to think like that uh, because uh, if we have a God who destroys people because uh, he doesn't like what they're doing, I think we're all in trouble. Mm -hmm. I think we're all in trouble and we will be destroyed 
ourselves. I could think of like 50 things I've done that I should be destroyed for, you know, but I haven't been destroyed. I've been forgiven. I've been shown the mercy of God. And uh, it's just, it's just a fantastic gift that Jesus has given us. It is. And I think Bill, when we, you know, when, when we move through the season of Lent and we, you know, we do the praying and the fasting, the almsgiving, and we do inner reflection, um, you know, with the church on who we really are Mm -hmm. um, and, and take a look at, you know, our, our heritage in God, this is what I like to call it, sure. is that, you know, sometimes we look at ourselves and we go, you know, I'm just, I, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I've done all these things wrong. I'm so stupid sometimes and I'm not worthy. Well, you know what? You're not worthy. Exactly. You're not. Worthy. But on the other hand, you are worthy because you're made in the image of likeness of God and you're worthy because God loves you. You're not worthy because you've done something to make God love you. You're worthy because God loves you and God has mercy on you and compassion. And when you realize that, you'll you'll understand, wow, God is a God of mercy and compassion and love. You know, he's he's done that for me. And I'm, you know, I'm not worthy, but I am. Jesus kind of paid the price to make us worthy. That's right. Yeah. And uh, and I I love all the talking all about how wonderful God is and how great Jesus is. And, and, uh, but here's what he always does. That's, you know, a, a little bit challenging. Nah, it's a lot challenging. He says, God's merciful, God's love, uh, God's forgiving. Now you go do this. Yep. You go, you're my disciple. You, you, you go do the same, right? You go show mercy to people in your life. In, in not even in your life. How about, how about, how about the, uh, the mercy, forgiveness, prayer, uh, all that stuff for the people that you don't know, but that you know are committing horrendous things? Yeah. So are, are, we supposed to, are we supposed to pray for them? Yes. You know what? Let's be real. What you said is so true about we can't even do that without God's grace. Because you want to dwell on, oh, man, this person, I just like to just... Mm-hmm. It even gets down to, to something that you and I laugh about. It even gets down to people on the road that cut you off. There's not a doubt about it. And I yep. can be, I, I'm driving with, with my wife, Cheryl, the other day, and we're talking about Lent. We're talking about some of the readings. We're talking about God. And someone cuts in front of me and I'm like, are you kidding me? And I said a lot worse than that. And I just mm-hmm. went off. And Cheryl's just looking at me like, wow, yeah, a lot of conversion going on here, Bill. A lot of yep. conversion. So, you know, you know, yeah, Kathy tells me, my wife, Kathy tells me, she says, you know, you are one of the most patient men I know. And, and yeah. you're, you know, you're very understanding until you get behind that wheel. That's right. And you, you know, you're like Jekyll and Hyde. It's unbelievable. It's a different world. It's a different <laughs> world. Please forgive me, Lord. That's right, Lord. Please, Please have mercy me. on me. Send exactly. your grace down to be with me. All right. Well, we've beaten this to death, I think, for a while. And uh, so I, it's, it's been a great blessing to have you here, as always, Brent. And, Thanks, uh, Bill. We'll, we'll, we'll get together soon. And uh, I'm going to be 
uh, for the next three weeks, I have missions, one in uh, northern New Jersey, uh, one in Orlando, Florida, and one in uh, South Dakota. There you so, go. From uh, Yeah, yes. you're going to go from uh, Florida to the 80 degrees to minus 80 in South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> I love South Dakota, though. I got it. I love Florida, too, but I, yeah. I guess I... I the bottom line is I love wherever I am when I'm doing the missions. There you are. That's for sure. Well, so, God, God's okay. blessings on your missions, Bill. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I'm going to ask the folks who are watching this to pray for both of us and uh, mm -hmm. for our ministries, for our families. And uh, if you know of anybody um, who, who uh, any parish that is looking for a parish mission, and uh, that would be great. We'll have our information on the bottom of the screen. And also, if you feel it in your heart and uh, to donate to us, uh, that's the only thing we live on. We live on the donations of people that we minister to. And we, we will have our address there. And uh, if you want to donate, it would be a great blessing to us. Well, thank you all very much. Let's ask uh, Mother Mary uh, to pray for us until we're all together again. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Just remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we. Amen. Amen. Go make a difference. Can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. Go make a difference. We can make a difference.